Hello everyone, my name is Stuart Sadler and I'm a curate here at Holy Trinity Claygate. This is podcast 19. Well this morning in the church calendar our reading list has got to the letter of Paul to the Colossians. How often we can forget that these are actual letters, these are letters from Paul to those small churches dotted around the Mediterranean and we are so fortunate to have all these letters. Well, earlier today, I went up into the attic and got down this box. This is one of my most prized possessions. It's an old shoe box full of letters from Claire to me. These were all written while she was training to be a nurse in High Wycombe and I was studying at Oxford Polytechnic. Back in those days where there was no internet or emails, this was the way that young people who were in love communicated and I looked forward eagerly to get a letter through the post from Claire. Once, Claire was away on holiday with her friends, and two of my friends each received a postcard from her, and I had nothing. Could you believe it? I sulked for 24 hours, until, of course, the card that she had sent at the same time as the others fell on my doormat, and everything was okay. Letters are really lovely things. So here we are, starting this letter from the Apostle Paul, a superhero of the early church, to this tiny church in the middle of nowhere. So let's read the first 14 verses of chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to 14. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people in Colossia, the faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, grace and peace to you from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people, the faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven and about which you've already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world, just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, and who also told us of your love in the Spirit. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with this knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have a great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Paul hasn't even been to Colossia. However, 
you can feel the love he had for this church. So many of Paul's letters start like this, reminding us who he is writing to and thanking God for them. This made me ponder on how much we do that when we communicate with people. Could you have imagined that church in modern Turkey gathering together, probably in somebody's house, to hear what the great Paul had to say, and then reading these 14 verses and being so filled with joy and encouragement. I wish all my emails and phone calls could have the same effect. Essentially, after introducing himself, the first half of our reading, verse 3 to 8, Paul looks back and recognises how much grace they have received from God. Paul celebrates their faith in Jesus and the love they have for all God's people. This great man is taking time to write to this tiny church. Recently, we as a family got to see a film that really touched us. It's called A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, starring Tom Hanks as a children's TV presenter called Fred Rogers, whose whole life is committed to helping other people. He says at one point, I think the best thing we can do is to let people know that each one of them is precious. And I think that is really what Paul wants from his letters. For the readers of the letter in Colossia nearly 2,000 years ago, and for us, wherever we're watching this from. Now my job involves a huge amount of travelling around the world. Well, well it used to. But anyway, one thing I love to do is to visit other Christians and worship with them wherever I go. I get such welcome from people in churches, whether in Bangkok, Melbourne or Las Vegas. Paul writes in verse 6, the gospel is bearing fruit and growing throughout the whole world. How prophetic he was, because there are now over two billion Christians across the world and Paul couldn't have even imagined those group of Christians I visited in Las Vegas, in Melbourne and in Bangkok. Paul then, in verse 9 to 14, goes on, having looked back and thanked God and then looked forward and prayed for them. We have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. So Paul encourages and then hopes for those he is writing to to have even more of God in their lives. So here's my challenge for you today, taking Paul's and also Fred Rogers' lead. Just stop and think about the people you know. Maybe one or two people come to mind who may really benefit from a word of encouragement or some words that reassure them that they are precious to you and also to God. Pause before you start and think about the person you're connected with and ask yourself, what do I have to thank God today for them? Secondly, how can I encourage them? Thirdly, what can I pray for for them? Then go ahead, pick up the laptop or the phone or even the pen, remembering that the person might be someone who finds technology really hard and because of that, at this time, maybe is feeling especially isolated. And so maybe the pen and paper 
is the right choice for them. And go on, write them a letter and pass through the faith and love that springs from the hope stored up for you, a faith that is in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all God's people. Let this love in your heart be a blessing to someone else special to you. Peace be with you. Amen.